Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to fellowship, Father, to learn of your word. Father, we pray everything said and done today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. It will accomplish what it was sent to accomplish and will not return void. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. <clears throat> so um, this mechanic was working in a, a, a motorcycle shop, and he had the head off of a Harley-Davidson. He was replacing the valves, and in walked the, the world's greatest heart surgeon. He was in getting his bike service. And so the mechanic yelled and said, hey, doc, come over here. I want you to look at something. So the doctor was surprised. We walked over there and he said, I can take this apart, bust it open, replace the valves, polish it up, and make it brand new, and they pay me pennies. But when you do it, they pay you thousands and thousands of dollars. And the doctor put his hands in his pocket for a second and said, hmm, try next time to do it while it's running. <clears throat> and yeah, boy, there's, maybe I didn't deliver it very well. <clears throat> <laughs> that internal combustion engine is a little more difficult to work on when it's running. Um, all right, so so we um, man, we 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 own a little uh, uh, a correction here with with some stuff in the last couple of weeks. Uh, two weeks ago was perspective. Last week was consistency. And this week is listening. Now I know for a fact that all of you married men are very good listeners. I know you are. And, and uh, they all nod in their head as their wife looks at them in disbelief and tells them, no, that's not true. But no, so it, it, are we a good listener? And, and the truth is, most of the time, I'm a pretty good listener as long as, you know, um, the TV's not on or we're not doing something else or I'm not trying to work or, you know, the ball game in, ain't in the fourth quarter. I mean, I'm a good listener if it's in the proper time. Boy, Chris is giving me a look. At the proper time, right? <clears throat> when, it, when, it, when it's appropriate to listen, I'm a good listener. And then even sometimes I go, huh, because it's not because I wasn't listening and I just can't hear real well sometimes. But we have to strive to be good listeners. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about to your spouse, although it would make your life a whole lot easier if you were a better listener to your spouse. Now, I'm talking about listening to, to God and what God has to say. Um, I know y'all know, or, or maybe you don't. Chris and I have been out of the country half dozen, ten times, I don't know, not on anything official or work-related or anything. We just love to go to Jamaica and lay on the beach and be out of the real world for a couple of days. And for our 22nd wedding anniversary, I bought Crystal a um, trip to Jamaica because we're going to Montego Bay and lay on the beach. And um, that's in September of last year. And, and, and about two weeks ago or so now, Crystal came to me and said, hey, look, I, I, I love Jamaica, and I, I really want to go to Jamaica. Well, we can't go to Jamaica. And I said, why not? She said, it's just right here. It, I, I, can't, I don't have peace. We can't go to Jamaica. We're not going to Jamaica. And I don't want you to be upset. And I'm like, I'm not upset. I would be more upset if you'd have, we'd have gotten in there and something happened, and you said, you know, God told me six months ago we weren't supposed to do this. Now, I know that sounds funny, but how many times have you done something like that in your life to where you, you had this, you knew this ain't what we're supposed to be doing, yet you did it anyway, and it turned out to be, man, we shouldn't have done this. Well, the real world problem with Jamaica right now is um, you have to test negative for a COVID test to come back into the United States. And I know of a couple that were on a plane a couple weeks ago with a newlywed couple 
with an eight-month-old kid at home that had been in Jamaica for almost 20 days because they couldn't get a negative test to come home. I'm not putting myself in that situation. Now, I didn't think about it. I was just thinking we're going to Jamaica and eat like kings and lay on the beach and let somebody wait on me. But the truth is, is that we have to listen to what God tells us when God tells us to do it. That's what separates us from the rest of the world. When we become born again and, and Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, right? When we become a new creation, we're adopted into the family. We have this voice installed inside of us that is our guidance system, is our GPS, our God-powered system inside of us. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times, I'll be driving down the road, my GPS tells me to do something, and I go, mm-mm, that ain't the way I'm going, because I'm smarter than you. I'm going this way or that way or whatever. I fight with it every time I go to Charlotte, because it wants to send me through Bishopville and all that over there, and I want to go up 26 and be happy. But our GPS on the inside, if you're fighting with this GPS and you're not listening to it, maybe you don't have the volume up loud enough, it causes serious problems. Because when you make decisions without God's uh, influence in your life, it creates opportunity for you to really have negative things happen that should have been avoided. Now, there are people in the Bible that God talked to in, in about every kind of way you can think of, right? I mean, there was a donkey and some angels and a burning bush, and, 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 and those people just showed up and, and, you know, whatever, right? One was a dove came out of the sky and said, well done. I mean, this is my son who I'm very well pleased, right? And God speak to those people in audible, loud, booming voices. That's not what I'm talking about today. Because there is an audible, loud, booming voice like mine is right now. Everybody's listening to that. It's the small, still, quiet voice that I need you to be better in tune with, right? That is, that is your guidance system on the inside, and I'm going to read a scripture that is not usually used in this context, but I want you to think about it in this context. So if you will, turn with me to the book of Romans. Uh, chapter 10, and you've heard this verse a bunch of times. Um, verse 17, consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So when, when we talk about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God... We think about reading the Bible and listening to the Bible and studying the Bible and meditating the Bible, and those things are true. But your faith in God also should be stoked, fired, driven by when God speaks to you personally. Now, like I said, God uses lots of different ways to speak to lots of different folks, right? I mean, burning bushes, donkeys, angels, yada, yada, yada. This small, still voice, and you might say, well, I don't know what that sounds like. Well, then I'm going to tell you, you need to spend more time in prayer and more time in quiet time and more time reading your Bible to where you can have faith in this voice to hear what it's supposed to say. Because when you develop the, <coughs> excuse me, when you develop the ability to listen to this voice that's on the inside of you, all of a sudden you make good decisions and you don't know why. Now, I know folks who buy cars, sell houses, move, come here, go there, do this, do that, all kinds of things with no, no influence from God whatsoever. Well, did you pray about it? Well, I bought this car, and it was a terrible car, and it was the worst deal I ever had, and, and it's junk, and I can't believe I got myself into that. Can I ask you, did you pray about it before it happened? 
Because if the answer is no, because I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you're making decisions today in 2022, if you're making decisions to go and do or anything business-wise, personal-wise, family-wise, relationship-wise, and you're not praying about it first to understand what God has to say about it, you need to come up and we need to pray about it and then we need to do some counseling. Because I'm going to promise you today, especially today, we have to be driven by this GPS that's on the inside of us. It is not a time to just decide, well, I'm going to go and do, and that's what the world does. I'm going to go and do whatever makes me happy. That's what I'm going to do. That's not what the people of God do. We, he says we are his sheep, and his sheep know his voice. So when we belong to this family, you know that voice. It's like your little kid when they're born. There's no mama's voice, right? When the twins were born, <clears throat> before the twins were born, we were dumb. Crystal bought this big apparatus to strap around your belly where you could hear them kicking and you could hear their heartbeats and you know, it sounded like somebody playing percussion with two heartbeats and they would move around. But you could also, it had a microphone, you could turn around and talk to them. And so I would, I mean, like I said, we we're dumb. I'd lay on the bed and just talk to them. I'd talk to them and talk to them and talk to them and talk to them. And then when they were born, you know, it happened pretty quick with the C-section and there were two kids. And now here they are in the, in the, nursery and they're giving them their shots and they're they're going through all the process and i'm standing there and savannah is just i mean she is forever more screaming she is i mean just going nuts it's not a lot different from now but i mean then i could calm i, I just calmly calmly quietly grabbed her just my hand on her chest and said it's okay baby daddy is here and it went, and she calmed right down and i thought Man, this is amazing. She knows my voice. In a matter of a second and a half, the nurse that was tending to her turned around and grabbed her leg and hit her, of which let all of the redneck ability I had that stopped not punching that lady in the face. You hit my child. I mean, and the other nurse watched it happen. She watched the scenario happen and she was like, ho, 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 ho. She needs to cry. She needs to get this stuff out of her chest. She needs to get it going. That's healthy. She needs to cry. I'm like, okay, cool. But if anybody's spanking them kids, that's my job. I was supposed to spank those kids, not anybody else. But she knew my voice. How? I mean, she was, I mean, they were born at 2.59 and 3 a.m. on the 15th of May. I mean, it, it's probably 4.30 in the morning. I haven't slept for, I don't know how many hours. I mean, and, and she, they still got the new car smell on them. I mean, they ain't even got them all the way washed. But I put my hand on her and she knew my voice. And she just calmed right down. See, that's where we're supposed to be with God, that we know his voice. So when something happens, we know that is of God. Turn with me, if you will, to the gospel according to Luke. And you know, Jesus never, um, I mean, he had some ways to say stuff that kind of offended some folks here and there. But <clears throat> this is a neat one. Luke 8. Luke 8 and verse 19, And Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. And someone told him, Your mothers and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. And he replied, My mother and brothers are those who hears God's word and puts it into practice. He wasn't talking about blood relationships, right? He was talking about spiritual relationships, the people that are going to be adopted into my family, the people who are going to become the heirs of God and join heirs with me, those people hear God's word and put it into 
perspective, they put it into action, right? They have to listen to what God says and actually do it. And James says, if you will me to, uh, I was going to say the gospel according to James. I guess it's James's gospel. Don't really get called a gospel. James uh, chapter 1, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil so that, <clears throat> that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Verse 22, and this is what's really important when you hear about James. Do not merely listen to the word so do you to deceive yourselves, but do what it says. For anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is someone who looks his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like, right? So he didn't have any vision. So when we listen to God's word, when we listen to God, right? So, so it's two steps, right? I mean, the, the gospel of John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and without God, without the word, nothing was created. That is the tangible grab of this part of the word of God, right? The recorded history of Christianity and, and God's word to us. The more we know about that, and the more we're in tune to how God talks. See, <clears throat> if you were to hear somebody speak God's word, you can start to understand that that is of God. It, it, it gives you some discernment into what's taking place. So when we hear this voice in our spirit start to begin to speak to us, we should have the discernment of what it means and who it's from. Now, granddaddy used to say, if God told him something that he didn't want to do, he would say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, hoping it would go away. I don't want to visit them. I don't want to be nice to them. I don't want to go pray for them. I don't want to go give them something. I don't want to tend to them. And then God would just say it louder. And he'd go, oh, okay, I'll go do that. See, when we get to the place where we understand what this voice sounds like, when we hear it, we understand. And, and look, it, it, it's sometimes it's silly stuff. I mean, sometimes I, I'm like, Lord, you really want me to do that? Okay, I'll do that. But it doesn't seem like it's important. And then, you know, 24 hours later, it's like, oh, boy, whew, I dodged that bullet. It didn't even look like a bullet. It just looked like a simple decision between A and B. And then all of a sudden, it turned into something real big. See, you know, God says that he is the alpha and the omega and the beginning and the end. And the, right? Ain't nothing surprising God about what's happening tomorrow. Y'all know that? That God's not surprised at all of what's taking place. And you go, oh, God, you just don't understand what's going on. Do you know the ignorance of that statement? The creator of the universe, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning to end, the one that saw the end from the beginning, and you don't understand what's going on in my life? You can't relate to me? No, that is exactly what we were created to do, is have a relationship with him. And the better relationship we have, the more we understand his voice, the more we hear his voice, the more we should respond to his voice. <clears throat> and, and, and sometimes... There's a one-way relationship, and you don't feel like the other party listens or understands. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. And this is going to be a, 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 
A different example, okay? Don't don't throw rocks at me before I get finished, okay? I, I have deer hunted with dogs my entire life. There are pictures of me standing with a diaper on and no shirt on, feeding my bottle through the fence to daddy's deer dogs. That's how long I've had deer dogs. In my entire life, I thought deer dogs were these big, dumb athletes. Ooh, run deer. And that's it. They don't know their name. They don't know that you're talking to them. They don't pay you any attention. And for my whole life, that's what they look like. You turn them loose, and for hours you would chase them, and eventually you would catch them. And back then, it might be the next day or the next day or the next day. And they didn't feel like you didn't, I mean, you could talk to them or not talk to them. They didn't care. They just chasing deer. And then this company called Garmin started. And they built these little magic collars, right? And they put them around in there. And in those tollers, collars, you can tone, vibrate, or shock those dogs. And I had a dog that was absolutely ridiculous. You could not catch him. And I put that Garmin collar on him, and magically, he understood what I was talking about. And the truth is, is he understood the whole time what I was talking about. He just knew I wasn't fast enough to run him down. When that little magic button hit, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, boss. You were talking to me? See, that conversation had been happening. He heard me. Like, yeah, cool. I get it. But I'm going to go do what I want to do anyway. You can keep talking. You can keep yelling. Nothing changes. And then when that correction came, then all of a sudden you could call his name and it didn't matter. He'd come up to you anytime. Philip videoed him one time. They were running wide open. Philip called his name. Dog come over there, wagged his tail, patted him on the head. He went back to running. You couldn't have touched that dog two years before. But that magic, that correction all of a sudden understood what that voice meant. And I'm, I'm believing, I guarantee you that dogs didn't, you know, change over the course of 10 years to where they didn't understand what you were saying and now they do understand what you're saying there was just a correction that comes with it so see the the difference is 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 the world and, and even young christians when they're running around doing whatever they want to do and god speaks to them constantly and and, and there's no correction and there's no relationship and yeah i understand i hear you talking but i'm going to go do this well, then one day something happens and God told you not to do that and then you do it anyway and you go, oh, wait a minute. That was for my benefit. I mean, I've tried to catch those fool dogs in the middle of Highway 52 on the middle of the field out there and they're running around in circles around me and cars are going, choo, 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 choo. And I'm like, I want to help you for your benefit. Car's not going to run over me. Car's going to run over you. That's what we look like as Christians. We're playing in traffic, and God's going, hey, you shouldn't do that. Hey, hey, you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should get out of the road. And we're going, I don't care what you say. i got stuff going on. You don't understand what's happening in my life. I have all this stress and pressure and job and wife and kids, and I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do, and you just keep talking to me. How about if you listen for a second? Because all of a sudden, what I found is the more I listen the better it, the outcome gets. The more I'm led by the Spirit, the more I understand what that means, the more I'm in tune to what this voice on the inside of me says, the easier, to, I don't get into those troubles anymore. I don't fall into the same trap that I fell in before. I don't allow people to make me mad at a ball field and act like I used to act. The last time somebody yelled and screamed at me at a ball field, I laughed and turned around and walked away. 
That's maturity, and I don't know if y'all know that or not, but that's maturity for me. That's, that voice on the, spirit, on the inside of me said, don't you do it. Don't you, don't you talk to him. Don't you do it. And I said, good talking to you, and walked away. Don't you do it. You ever had that? Don't touch that. It's hot. You could tell them that fire is hot a hundred times. They stick their finger in it one time, they'll figure it out. And sometimes I think God goes, well, I told you 20 times it's hot. Go ahead, touch it. Touch it. Touch that electric fence. I bet it won't shock you. Go ahead. I mean, y'all grew up in the country. Everybody ran, anybody in this room grew up around an electric fence. Touch it. This funny thing about electric fences, you, after you touch it one time, you don't want to touch it again. In fact, they've got to convince you to touch it again. I don't want to touch it. But you could be told 27 times, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that. But that correction comes, and then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute. Every time that voice tells me to do something, and I do the opposite, something bad happens. But when I hear God's voice, and I do it, either, I mean, I can't say something good happens every time, but something bad don't happen. I get that correction, and then we go, oh, wait a minute, we shouldn't do this. I shouldn't act like that. I shouldn't go there. I shouldn't hang out with them. I I shouldn't drive over there. Now, you know, growing up in in the South, we have those moments where God says, hey, you shouldn't do that, and the next words out of your mouth is, hey, y'all, watch this, right? I mean, that's how we were raised. And that's how we still live. Some of us still live like that at Christians. God says, hey, you shouldn't do that. And you go, hey, y'all, watch this. Hey, you shouldn't date him. You shouldn't marry him. You shouldn't have that job. You shouldn't work there. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't take that. You shouldn't drink that. You shouldn't inject that. And I, all I'm saying is, is I, and look, look. I, I, the same way when Paul was on the road to Damascus, right? And when God said, let there be light, that audible voice was hard to hear if you're not in tune to what God's word says. And I don't know what the voice inside of you sounds like. I know what the voice inside of me sounds like. And the more I develop and listen to the voice inside of me, the better I get to be as a person. Now, I mean, I don't do dumb stuff. No, absolutely not. Ask those five people, the four people over there. They were five, five six, and we'll put the in-laws in there too. I mean, they, they'll tell you I still do plenty of dumb stuff. But it's less and less, and I'm trying to do more and more and be a better Christian, right? And be a better person and a better dad and a better employee and employer. Right? But the more we listen to this voice on the inside, all of a sudden things start to go our way. Um, let's go to Romans. <clears throat> Let me tell you, it's a paradigm. When I step up here, I can go from zero minutes to 25 minutes in a blink. And I'm like, I don't even know how that happened. It's just amazing. All right, Romans uh, uh, chapter 8, which is, you know, just because uh, we're there, is 8 1 is still one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. Therefore, there is no can- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Just remember that. Uh, verse 14 For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And the Spirit that you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought you about your adoption and the sonship. Now, by which we call Abba, or Daddy, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Daddy, Father. So that when we, have, when we are led by the Spirit of God, we are the children of God. That, that, that we understand what God's voice sounds like. I mean, <clears throat> man, the examples today. My entire life, Daddy whistled, and everybody in my family stopped and looked. 
everybody. And, and, it, and, and now I got Crystal and, I mean, everybody. We whist, somebody whistles, we, we stop and pivot. So our whole entire family is marching across Disney World. And we're over there, if you've ever been to Disney World, between Buzz Lightyear and the teacups over there. And we are, we are on a mission because that's how we do Disney World. We do not, this is not a vacation. This is a trip. We got stuff to do. We have a timeline and y'all need to hurry up. We got stuff to do. That's how we attack Disney World. And this lady whistled, not at us, but sound like us. Fifteen people pivoted, trying to figure out who whistled. And the lady said, oh, I'm so sorry. I was whistling at my daughter. But I'm like, but, but I understand what that whistle sounds like. And I know from growing up that when Bob whistles, that means that tighten up, brother, because something's fixing to happen. He has something. Because y'all know Bob, he don't talk a bunch. He don't communicate a lot. I mean, he's a pretty quiet guy. He just wants to play in his garden and farm and do what he does, right? He's not a big communicator. But if he whistles, that, mean, that does not mean I need you in a few minutes. That means you need to pay attention to me right now, right? And I have been trained in that my entire life that that whistle means something to me, right? That whole family pivoted. That's what we should look like when God talks. The whole family goes, hey, wait a minute. Something ain't right here. Daddy, I've been praying about this, and this ain't how we should do this. I've been praying, and God said that I shouldn't have this job. I've been praying, and God said this ain't the right decision right now. I've been praying and says, hey, we need to start a business, or we need to do this, or we need to do that. Whatever it is. Because the more we get in tune to understand what that sound sounds like, the better we get. Because look here, God doesn't put you in a position to fail. God didn't take you and say, hey, you know what would be awesome? If you fell down a couple times, that'd be funny. Although, you know, I mean, me and Savannah have a bad habit. We love watching videos of people falling down. I mean, I can sit and watch people fall down. Savannah watched one video like 10,000, at least 10,000 times of this poor girl falling down and cackled every time she did it. I mean, just thought it was the funniest thing ever, right? But that's not what God wants of us. God wants us to be successful, I want you to prosper even as your soul prospers. I want you to, to be the light of the world. I want you to go and do. I want you to show the world what I look like. And it is impossible to look like God and act like God and walk like God and talk like God if you refuse to listen to God. If you can't listen to what's going on on the inside of you, it is pretty near impossible for you to produce that on the outside. Right? It'd be like showing up for a... a a school class and let's say it's in Russian and you have no idea what they say and but you sit there the whole time it don't do you any good it doesn't benefit you at all at the end you might could say your ABCs or something but but when you understand what God's Word sounds like and you understand what the Spirit sounds like when it leads you that develops you into who you're supposed to be and I'm gonna challenge you if you are making decisions without talking to God first Number one, shame on you, and that's as rough as I'm going to be. Number two, daggum, let's fix it. We have to understand that this spirit on the inside of us is for our benefit. It's like those dogs in the middle of the highway. It's for our benefit. We are trying to help. God is trying to help us be who we're supposed to be. And I can tell you from, from personal experience, the more I listen, the luckier I get. That's what the world would say, right? Man, you sure are lucky. Yep, sure am. I am blessed and led by the Spirit of God because I am His child and He cares for me. 
And that's a powerful statement that I am his child and he cares for me and that he talks to me. When we start to understand what that sounds like and who we are, ain't no power on this planet stopping you. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for your unction and your, your divine presence with us. Father, we just give you the praise and honor and the glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.